You are listening to The Exchange. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Greetings, everybody. I am so excited to have Brother Lawami Diaz here, pastor and evangelist. And he is going to be talking with us today about the importance of singles ministry. And uh, Brother Diaz and I have known each other for quite some time. And I am so thankful that he is, he has agreed to talk to us about the importance of singles ministry and uh, about what we can do to support people who are single in our churches. So Brother Diaz, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I am glad that you have agreed to be here with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and always uh, great to see you again and know that you're well, but also uh, that God is using this podcast and you for his glory. I'm excited. Yes, I, I'm i thrilled. I believe that this is going to, like I said, bless many people that need to hear this encouragement. Um, So just wanted to just briefly just start out and just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you're doing right now and the things that you have going on in ministry. Yeah, um, so I am uh, Loami Diaz, and uh, uh, where do I start? I I was born in the Dominican Republic, was raised in New York City. Um, I was married. I, I went to Bible school in Stockton. Mm-hmm. I was married uh, for eleven years, and uh, have two beautiful boys. Uh, 10 years ago, so 2012 was when uh, my boys and I learned that uh, my ex-wife, my uh, their their mother, uh, wanted to go in a different direction with a, you know a new life and a new journey. And so I've been single uh, for 10 years now, and um, I recently, just last year. Uh, July 31st was our launch date. June 12th was our installation, but I was installed as a pastor. So it's kind of a hybrid. It's, you know, I took a little group, but really it's a church plant. Mm -hmm. And so we are starting a church here in Moreno Valley and God has been good. We've added about 10 or 11 families since uh, the summer of 2022. And, and it's been going, it's been crazy, but it's been so much fun. Now, is your church, is it a bilingual church? Because I know you speak Spanish fluently. So is this an English only or do you guys do, is it bilingual church, do both? Uh, we do, we do both. But uh, right now, so the group that was there is predominantly Spanish speaking. Mm-hmm. So um, we... Uh, mainly right now it's uh, all Spanish and we're doing a bilingual service at the end of the month, but starting in March, we're going to start off with uh, Tuesdays being separating the groups on Tuesday. So we'll have an English group and uh, we'll have the Spanish group on Tuesday nights. And then eventually the, the goal is to start that out in March and, and let that little group grow and see where that goes. And then from there, the goal is to start two separate services um, in 2024. Okay. So that's our plan right now. That is very exciting. That's very exciting. Um, so I know um, that you are 
a part of the single adult, adult ministries, that organization, I believe that's led by sister Debbie size, um, right there in, in Southern California and the LA area. So I know that you've been involved with that. I'm not sure how long you have been involved in it. I know you've been in there for, can you just tell us what your role is and what you kind of do, um, in, on that, that committee or in, what that looks like as far as um, organization goes for the the uh, United Pentecostal Church. Yeah, so I am part of the uh, national board. Uh, I believe there is four of us. Uh, Sister Debbie Size is our leader, and um, I'm part of the national board. I don't have a specific um, title. I'm just you know, I'm just, I'm just a contributor, I guess, but, um, and I, and I guess we just put stuff together, um, to try to provide education, growth, care, and fellowship, um, centralized around the unique, uh, life situation of single adults, because that is such a broad, when you say singles, that is mm -hmm. such a broad, um, word there. The single can mean just about anyone from, 30 to 90 and with mm -hmm. all sorts of different life situations. So we're trying to somehow or another cater to the different life situations of each single person. And um, uh, yeah, and I'm on the national board for the United Pentecostal Church. Okay, very cool. So that kind of leads me into my second question. And so that is like, why do you believe that singles ministry is important. And, and, you know, I'm thinking about the statistics about how many people are single. We were looking at churches that have more single people in our churches than ever before. So, you know, why do you believe that that it's important to have a singles ministry in your church or just, you know, being able to have this in, in our organization in general? Well, I personally, I think, um, uh, and, and I'll answer that by giving a little personal uh, story to myself. When I when I first was, you know, no one prepares you when you're young to live a single life in Christianity. Um, everyone just assumes that once you hit 20, 19, 20, 21, right. <laughs> you're going to find someone you're going to marry and um, the rest is history. So there is so little preparation for um, uh, singleness. Um, and so when I became single, um, I remember those, those very first months, it was awful for me. I mean, um, the only friends that I had were married. Um, all of, all of my relationships, every holiday was spent with married people, all of va all vacations. Um, it was all married friends. And frankly, I felt really lonely mm -hmm. because even if even if those friends never left my side and wanted to make me a part of their out, you know, their their going out and their vacation time and all that stuff, it is so weird. You know, sometimes <laughs> it was a fifth wheel, a third wheel, you know, you you name it, I, I was it. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I just, I can't do this, you know? And then whenever, whenever you get invited, let's say to, uh, you know, someone's holiday, it just seems like you're barging in on somebody mm -hmm. else's family time. 
And it was just, um, it was just a weird deal. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, I wish I had a community of people who were like-minded and in the same current life situation as myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, when you're a single man um, or woman, I think it is healthy to develop um, healthy friendships with the opposite sex, healthy godly friendships with mm -hmm. the opposite sex. I know that some people think that that is a no-no and it can't happen, but I, I am a, um, a living witness that it very it can happen. Um, you can be friends uh, completely platonically or completely platonic friends with someone and, you know, avoid the, the pitfalls of, uh, of flirtation and, um, you know, and, and temptation and stuff of that nature. Um, but I feel like that was so necessary for me when I went through my, my single stages because you, you know, you're used to hearing a woman's voice for 11 years. Um, you're used to getting a, a woman's perspective in certain areas. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then all of a sudden it's gone and you have no one to chat with, to talk to, and not, not just male friends. I'm talking about the, the, you know, getting a woman's perspective on how to deal with certain life situations, how to talk to your children a certain way, how to, you know, and, and I have, and I've always had like my married friends, mm -hmm. my, my married couples, I've always been friends, not just with the, uh, with the male in that married couple, but also with the female enough that I would, I would feel comfortable to text and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're doing this or that, or what do you think about this? And, and that would be fine. Mm -hmm. But once I became single, it changed. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they changed. It's that I started becoming self-conscious. Like I, I, I started going, wait, I think this is an inappropriate. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I can text this, this, lady anymore this sister anymore mm -hmm. in this manner um because out of respect for her husband right. you know and it just i don't know I don't, I don't know if i'm making sense but i just felt like uh, i just felt a lot more comfortable you know if we're dealing with church leadership issues or church administration issues and mm -hmm. say I, I'm a, uh, um, I was a church executive pastor uh, for a couple years there. And it was hard for me to have married, you know, I couldn't text married women at certain times of mm -hmm. night um, out of respect for their husband. I just felt that way. But there were other single godly um, ladies that I could text and, and guys and friends. Uh, but, you mm -hmm. know, you just, there's a certain camaraderie that you build around people that are going through your same life situation. Right. or a certain station of their lives. And I, and I feel like that's why the singles ministry is so important mm -hmm. because it brings people together that, um, that help you to tear every wall and be able to fellowship, be able to care for each other, be able to understand each other, 
I'll be able to call each other and text each other and get opinions and laugh together, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it's so much fun to me to go to Youth Congress and meet up with mm-hmm. fellow single people um, somewhere as opposed to, you know, having to be a fifth wheel. I don't, I don't necessarily mind that all the time, but, you know, from time to time, it's okay. But you do <laughs> need, you do need to have people who are like-minded and in right. like life situations um, to build that kind of camaraderie and for your social life and spiritual life and, and et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree as a single person myself. It just is, it's different when you have those conversations with people who, like you said, are are in your same life situation and that you can really just express to them, you know, this is what I'm going through and this is how it is for me right now. And, and you know, they won't look at you in pity or, or you know, thinking be like, hey, I, I'm, I'm in that same place right now. You know, that's what's going on in my head right now. And uh, just being able to be encouraged, knowing that there are other people that are also going through your same situation and you're not going through it alone. So um, I absolutely agree that singles ministry is so important. And actually, we have just started a singles ministry not too long ago and so thankful for that. Um, one of the things that I, the challenges I feel to of being a person who is, is single is that there is just a stigma. And we talked about how in Pentecost, it's true, you know, once you be are 20 years old, we expect sometimes, especially back in the day, 20 years ago, I remember all of my friends got married, you know, between the ages of like 19 and 21, they were all married. And that's just kind of how it was. Everybody got married at the same time. Actually, I remember one year there was like, I don't know how many weddings in one year, all the kind of the same age and God has really blessed them. But how do we break the stigma that uh, as far as ministry goes, is that we have to be married to do ministry. And we know that Paul was, you know, he was single and he did so many amazing things in the New Testament. But how do we break that stigma um, in churches that, you know, being single, um, you know, is they are not in leadership and you are in leadership as being a single person. But how do we break that stigma of having to be married to be in ministry? Honestly, I don't know how you break the stigma. Uh, the only way that I feel um, it can happen is um, kind of like what the Apostle Paul told Timothy. And, and Timothy could have very well been a single um, leader. Well, I'm, I'm not, we're not sure about that, but he could have been very well a, a single person. And, and Paul told him that the only way that he could... Um, he said, let no one despise you for your youth, mm-hmm. Let no one despise you for your youth. So there's a stigma with youth. And I, w- mm-hmm. and I would guess that there is a stigma there. It's kind of the same stigma that people would have with, with singles, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he said, listen, now Timothy was a younger man that was going out to Ephesus to be a, a, a kind of a senior pastor and lead elders. And so um, there were elders there that were, you know, had been in that church for a lot longer time who were probably a lot more experienced. And they probably felt a little um, intimidated by Timothy's ministry being a younger man. And so here's Paul and he says, hey, there's a stigma here, maybe with your singleness or maybe with you being young. And he said, let no one despise you for your youth. 
And then he said, this is the only way that you can break that stigma. Be an example to the believers. Be an example to the believers. And, and that's all I try to be. Um, what I try to be is an example to the believers, whether people agree or not, whether people are talking or not, whether, you know, and, and all I say is the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Come see it. I mean, um, well, you can't pastor being a single man. Well, I mean, you've got Jesus, who was the chief of shepherds, right? Uh, <laughs> prince of shepherds. And then you've got, um, and then you've got Paul, who, you know, started at, at least started 14 churches, maybe upwards of 20. And, um, and here he is a single man. And then on a more practical level, can I, can I just say something that absolutely blows my mind that people don't pay attention to this? Because if, if you notice the statistics on how, what the ratio is of um, married folks that fall into moral sins hmm. from leadership and wow. single folks that fall into moral sin, you will notice I mean, when was the last time you heard of a single preacher fall? Hmm. Like, you, you hardly ever hear of single people um, falling morally in that in that way. Uh, a single pastor who mm-hmm. fell. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't any. We're we're all prone to it, but I'm just saying that um, if you know if if push comes to shove, you've got to let people know, hey. This stigma is not based on statistics, and it's not a biblical one either. Right. Um, this stigma, if you if you look at it, it's the married folks who have a lot more temptation on their hands. Um, you know, the single folks just seem to be able to um, either ignore it or they find a way. And you know, like as for me, I was you know absolutely very careful when when I was married. Um, but now that I am pastoring, man, my my antennas are so heightened. Mm. My, uh, you know, because I know what the stigma is. I know what the what the stakes are, and so I try to be extremely careful to protect my testimony and protect my family and protect my church. And I feel like most single people are are the same in that way, and. I really don't know other than to say, just be an example to the believers, to all believers in, in word, in your conduct, in your communication, in your, um, in your faith, in, in prayer, in just be an example to the believers. And eventually, as they see the proof, I think that that stigma would, would get broken. Yeah, that that is very good, and that's really interesting that you mentioned that and you were talking about that. It, it as a single person, it is true that you are more aware. You are you are understanding that you know that people are watching you more closely, and so you want to make sure that you're not, you know, inviting any kind of de- temptation. But actually, that's interesting to think about. Is that you're right? The married people. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. are the ones that maybe they let their guard down or, you know, there's other things kind of going on, but um, that's a good thing to consider is just continuing to be the example and show people that, you know, this can be done, that ministry is is not about being married or being single. It's just about being in ministry, doing what God has called you to do. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then I'll just add to that just uh, quickly on that, you know, what you just shared right now, that our awareness is high because mm -hmm. we are single and because we know that people are watching us so much more closely. Um, when I first took the church, one of my first statements to the church is, I need you to pray. This is something I told, I said publicly. I said, I, I want you to pray that I see every single married woman here as a sister and as a mother, as a grandmother. Um, and uh, it, But also I said that I see every single, a younger single ladies as my little sisters and that that would be, that I would be able to cultivate a, a godly relationship mm -hmm. with them as, as uh, people who come alongside me and help me here in the kingdom, but that, um, but that I, that I could see them as a, as a little sister. They see me as a, as a big brother and pastor and that that relationship would never cross any lines, that it would be respectful and godly. You know, how many married people are able to say that? Hmm. Um, I feel like only a single person in this situation is able to be honest enough and just put it out there and say, hey, um, I need accountability. So I want, I want it. I welcome the accountability. I'm mm -hmm. here for it. And, um, and I think that um, once you do that, you're being an example of, of how to do things. Um, and honestly, there aren't very many single ministers that I've seen um, that fall into, into moral sin of any sort. So, mm -hmm. That's, that's really interesting to, a good thing to think about. Definitely a good thing to think about and to remember um, that, you know, singles have more accountability and so that, that works for them and not against them. Um, so my next question would be that what advice would you give to someone who is single and wants to be married? And you mentioned that you've been um, single now for about 10 years. So um, there are a lot of people out there who you know are going to conferences and uh, are coming to singles things and and they want to get married. And it is their desire, it's their God-given desire, um, but they just have not found the right person. So what advice would you give to someone who's single and is looking to be married? Uh, well, th this is a natural um, desire in all of us. And I, I think it's, it's the biblical, it's the primary biblical position to mm -hmm. seek marriage, to, you know, fill the earth. Uh, this is the, the primary uh, you know, children are definitely a, a blessing. Uh, so this is the primary biblical position. However, what I would say is we don't always get what we want in life. We, I mean, trust in the Lord, continue to pray. This is natural. Don't, don't feel bad for having these feelings mm -hmm. is what I would say. Um, because God made you, made your gender, made your, species, I should say, not gender, but your species to want to, not to want to isolate, but to want to create that kind of bond. Mm -hmm. um, I get it. But what I would say is um, I would give you the same advice I would give someone who may be struggling with 
Um, and, and I'm not trying to put a singleness in, in a bad, in this bad light or compare it in this sense. I'm just comparing the desire of it. But mm -hmm. someone who may be struggling, let's say, with alcoholism, who comes out of that kind of world and is, is desiring it or wanting it, you know, the desire is there. But if it's not possible, then honor God where you are and mm -hmm. be content in whatsoever state that you're in. Um, and I've learned, uh, listen, do I want to find someone who, who I have, you know, incredible chemistry with, who is a, an incredible ministry partner, who um, is beautiful, at least to me, is mm -hmm. a beautiful person in and out, um, who is able to lead a church with me and, and, and maybe uh, form a home here or, or stabilize a home. Man, I would love that. Absolutely. But it, it hasn't happened. It hasn't arrived. And the truth of the matter is that I'm not, I'm not going to get desperate over um, what life brings my way. You know, right. if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm, my, I am complete in Christ. Right. Yeah. He, he is my everything. He, he is my reward. I, I am your exceeding and great reward. That's what he told Abraham. And that's exactly what he is to me. Um, he is my exceeding and great reward. And I just, I'm content where I am. Honestly, I know, I don't think this is a popular sentiment, but I don't think that I would be mad if I were single for the rest of my life. I, I don't think that that's a, I don't think that that would be a sore spot for me. Mm -hmm. um, I have learned to, to find enjoyment and, and happiness and fulfillment and um, in, in other ways in life and, and to be extremely creative and productive in the kingdom of God. Um, through my singleness. So I just, I, what I would tell someone who is desiring that is you're not wrong for desiring it, but also don't make it an idol. Don't seek mm -hmm. to get married for the sake of marriage. Um, right. Seek to please the Lord, uh, whatever that situation may be, because we don't always get what we want. You know, we don't always get what we want. I'm sure that people who have uh, some sort of a, in uh, illness or, of sorts, or, you know, yeah, there are moments where you think, man, I wish I, I, I wasn't ill, or I wish I wasn't handicapped, or I wish I wasn't this, or, I, but it is who you, it is what it is, like right. you are, you are, like in the end, don't treat me any differently as if I'm lesser, or, you know, I am who I am. And mm -hmm. if, if this is what my life, this is my lot in life, then you better believe I'm going to give a lot to life mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and that's, that's my, that's my opinion on that. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you said that because I think that um, we put so much emphasis on marriage and not that there isn't, because like you said, it is, it is what God has created from the very beginning. Sure. But I think that there is, um, often desperation of um, it's not about necessarily marrying in the will of God. It's just about being married. And it's so important that if you're going to do something that you do it because it's a God thing. And, 
it is ordered by the Lord. It's not just, you know, I just need to be just to be married because, you know, it's, it's better just to be married than not to be married. And, and, um, in, and I, I totally understand that, you know, this is where you are in your life. This is where I am in my life. And, you know, uh, there's people that come and go, but if it's not the will of God and it's not right and it doesn't work, then it's better to uh, remain single than to be with somebody who is not going to honor God with their life or is going to um, add add to the kingdom or add to my life. If they're going to take away or they're going and, and God knows what, what that's going to look like down the road and everybody has free choice, free will. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. people that, you know, live for God, you know, they still have free will and like, you, you know, so you can get married and who knows what will happen down the road. Um, but that really is a good advice just to be, be content and let God be your all and not make, being single or wanting to be married an idol. So. Yeah. And, and it may sound cliche-ish, you know, God is your husband or God is your everything and all that. It, and, and it kind of is. And sometimes when you're going through particular lonely days, uh, you know, you don't need somebody to come up, especially someone who's married and, you know, has their spouse and has their life together and stuff and such. Uh, to come up and go, oh, let God be your everything. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, <laughs> we still have we still have certain needs, physiological needs. We have emotional needs. Um, we, we have just mental, even mental. You know, because a, a partner can can help out in those in those areas as well. So we all have needs, and so it's clicheish. But I'm going to tell you what that cliche even. Even if it's cliche-ish, it is so important that we really do understand that, that God is your everything and your all in all, that that's what you wake up to, that that's who you love, that that's, you know, let's not create an idol out of marriage. Let's not create a God out of marriage. Um, because the the ultimate goal in life is to bring glory to God. Right. And you can do it either through singleness or through marriage. So just bring glory to God, you know, and, and be content where you are. I just want to ask a, my last question is kind of already tying into the question we asked before, but is there anything that you want to say, any particular advice, anything that you want to say to this generation in this moment, things that we should do, maybe things that we shouldn't do, um, things that we should try to strive for, you know, and you mentioned not to make like, you know, marriage, just be content, just be happy. But is there anything else that you would say that we should try to be doing um, I think that the word that God has given me for this season, uh, for my church and for whoever is going to, you know, listen to my ministry is press, press. Mm -hmm. And, um, I tell people this all the time that, you know, I don't have the gift of, um, celibacy let's say or continence i don't i don't have the gift of, of celibacy um and and i know that i, I you know i don't want to be uh i, I don't want to share too much but 
you know, you, you understand what I'm saying. I'm just, I know that because mm -hmm. my body lets me know that from time to time. And yet, so the, the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, there are some people that go, well, you know, you're, you walk with the Lord and you're a minister and you're this, so maybe it's easier for you. You don't have any temptations. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I am, I am a human being, just, I am a red blooded, you know, male, just like the next guy. Um, but I have found something out. Um, there's a reason why I've been able to keep my testimony and that I'm definitely not perfect. Not, you know, none of us are, but uh, man, but I've been able to 10 years, I've been able to keep my testimony um, and, and keep my, my reputation and my ministry and, and not, you know, not be engaged in regular activities of just craziness, you know, um, that's, that's not who I am. That's not what I, who I've proven to be in the last 10 years, but there's a reason for all of it. And the reason is I just don't have the time Lorraine to, to mess around. It's not, that there aren't temptations. It's that my life is so busy with God. My life is so mm -hmm. full of God and godly things and the kingdom and my family and bringing glory to God that I just don't have time to even consider these things. And the devil is, the Bible says, is looking he yeah. is actively searching uh, like a roaring lion. He is actively searching to see whom he can devour. And, um, and so what I would say is, if you give them one day of just idleness, one day of, oh, I'm just going to let my guard down, one week of prayerlessness, one week where your spiritual disciplines aren't there or you're not involved or you're not man that's all he's looking he is looking to devour actively proactively searching to see where your weaknesses which are the days that you're off and so what i do is what the single apostle paul did and he said look not that i have attained it yet neither am i perfect but um but i press mm -hmm. i rest towards that mark every single day. I die daily. I press, I go, I go, I go. I'm booked. Um, every weekend I'm booked. I'm preaching five, six, seven times on, in every weekend. I'm preaching on Tuesday night Bible studies. I've got Monday night prayers. I've got Wednesday. Uh, today I'm, you know, I'm visiting a, uh, a new convert uh, tomorrow I've got a small group, uh, and then weekend comes and I've got to travel again every single week, every single day I'm pressing. I mm -hmm. press towards the mark before I started this podcast. I was studying up for next Tuesday's Bible study. I'm already putting it together. Um, next Tuesday's Bible studies, I'm designing stuff for, you know, our church as far as flyers, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. And, and what are you pressing for? You know, several verses before that, he said that I may know him, mm -hmm. the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. 
um, he's saying, and man, there is no one like the Apostle Paul as far as Christianity is concerned. And as far as knowing him, if anyone knew him, it was Paul. And yet he said, man, I'm still pressing that I may know him, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship. Of if anyone's ever suffered, it was Paul. Right. Shipwrecked. <laughs> uh, you know, he went through uh, being beaten, being stoned, left for dead, whipped five times. He was whipped 30 with 39 lashes. I mean, you go on and on and on. The Apostle Paul went through it. And yet he said, man, I still need to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. Like I haven't suffered enough. I, I still need to know more. Um, and so that's the advice I would give anyone, really, but especially my single people. Man, you need to press. Find some stuff to do daily. Like, don't don't sit back and say, let me Netflix and chill for a whole <laughs> week. You know, like, or uh, obviously you're not going to chill, but you're <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> but, you know, don't, don't sit back and say, let me binge on this and that because the devil is proactive in yeah. his, he's lurking, he's looking, he's searching, he's, he's looking whom he may devour. He's looking for your, for your times of idleness and your times of temptation. So my greatest message to anyone at this point, at this juncture, press, mm -hmm. you're not done, press, keep on going. I know you've done it 20 years Man, but until your dying breath, you continue to press. Do right. not give up. Press. And that's the word that I that the Lord has put in placed in me for this season of my life. Press. 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 Yeah. That's a good word. And I absolutely agree that when we are not busy, that's when the temptation comes. And that, especially being a single person, it's like, we've got to be busy doing kingdom minded things and uh, to be transparent. You know, I think that um, when you transition, you know, from being maybe in a relationship or you're dating somebody and they consume so much of your time and so much of your energy and, uh, and then, you know, if that relationship ends and you got to find something to do, <laughs> you got to find something to fill that time and, yep. you know, filling time with godly things and God will always, always bless that and, uh, uh, and do something with that. Yep. Well, it's a common phrase that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Right. And I always, my mom would always tell me that. And I thought that that was a biblical, I thought that was a verse, but <laughs> never able to find it anywhere. I thought that was a proverb for some reason, but I guess it's a, it's a phrase that we use, but an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Right. And yeah. Amen. I don't want to be an idle mind. No, no. But, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and speaking to all of our listeners. And there's so many other things. I mean, this is just a small portion of singles ministry. There's so many specific things. Um, maybe at a later, later time we can definitely talk about, but um, this has been encouraging. And I know there are many singles conferences throughout the year. And, and my thing is, is that I, you know, tell my friends, go to a single conference, you know, find those friends, link up with people that are like-minded, um, do kingdom work and just, like you said, press, press, press forward. Absolutely.
right. Yes. And uh, I think our website is UPCI Sam, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, people can go check us out. And, you know, I'm sure that we have events up and um, also we're on social media all over the place and they can kind of go out and check some of the events in the local area or nationally. And, uh, and I think it would be a blessing. I think singles ministry, that's what singles ministry is for. Um, find someone in your own life situation that you can do life with, even if it's not in ro- in a romantic setting, but even, mm-hmm. you know, platonically, just find friends that you can, uh, that you can fellowship with and, and do life with. It's very helpful. Amen. All right. Well, Brother Diaz, uh, Brother Luami Diaz, everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening to the exchange. God bless everybody. 